Well, good morning, Covenant Network. Here we are on the first first Friday of January of 2022. Like this, this is a lot of firsts on this first Friday this morning. Yeah, first time I've been here for a while. Yeah, first time Gabe got here first. No, I was no. here first. No? Well, I've been here first before. Yeah. Really? It's, yeah. It, 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 it's, it's unsettling when it happens. But you know what? It's also the first show of the new year, first Roadmap to go. Heaven, first Roadmap Roundup. And so we've got a lot of work to get to, gentlemen. Let's uh, let's dive in. We start with prayer. Today is the first Friday, and so we have our devotion to the Sacred Heart. And don't forget to go to Mass today and receive Holy Communion in a state of grace. So that might mean you need to... Uh, you need to go to reconciliation beforehand, and you know I'd like to remind everybody, especially if you're in the St. Louis metro area or midday today at the Old Cathedral, they will have adoration. I think it starts at 1130. I'm going to look it up during the show today, but I, for sure it will have started by 1130. Um, and then Mass is at 12.05, and uh, there, there will be adoration, confessions, and Mass. So if you work near downtown St. Louis, uh, jump on over for your lunch break. Go to Mass. Go to Confession. It's Receive Holy Communion. We're going to pray in honor of the Sacred Heart here in just a moment, so we have that part covered for you. Um, I would remind you that tomorrow's first Saturday, except it's actually the second Saturday. Uh, it was one of those whirlwind. The Feast of Mary, the Mother of God, fell on the always falls on January 1st, which happened to be the first Saturday of the new year. So how wonderful that was. But, um, yeah, it's tomorrow's second Saturday. So the Sacred Heart gets all of our attention this show. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with the holy sacrifices of the Mass throughout the world in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my friends, and in particular, for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. Most sweet Jesus, whose overflowing charity for men is requited by so much forgetfulness, negligence, and contempt, behold us prostrate before you, eager to repair by a special act of homage the cruel indifference and injuries to which your loving heart is everywhere subject. Mindful, alas, that we ourselves have had a share in such great indignities, which we now deplore from the depths of our hearts. We humbly ask your pardon and declare our readiness to atone by voluntary expiation, not only for our own personal offenses, but also for the sins of those who, straying far from the path of salvation, refuse in their obstinate infidelity to follow you, their shepherd and leader, or, renouncing the promises of their baptism, have cast off the sweet yoke of your law. We are now resolved to expiate each and every deplorable outrage committed against you, we are determined to make amends for the manifold offenses against Christian modesty and unbecoming dress and behavior, for all the foul seductions laid to ensnare the feet of the innocent, for the frequent violations of Sundays and holy days, and the shocking blasphemies uttered against you and your saints. We wish also to make amends for the insults to which your vicar on earth and your priests are subjected, for the profanation by conscious neglect or terrible acts of sacrilege of the very sacrament of your divine love. And lastly, for the public crimes of nations who resist the rights and teaching authority of the church which you have founded. Would that we were able to wash away such abominations with our blood. We now offer in reparation for these violations of your divine honor the satisfaction you once made to your eternal Father on the cross and which you continue to renew daily on our altars. 
We offer it in union with the acts of atonement of your virgin mother and all the saints and of the pious faithful on earth, and we sincerely promise to make recompense as far as we can with the help of your grace for all neglect of your great love and for the sins we and others have committed in the past. Henceforth, we will live a life of unswerving faith, of purity of conduct, of perfect observance of the precepts of the gospel, and especially that of charity. We promise to the best of our power to prevent others from offending you and to bring as many as possible to follow you. O loving Jesus, through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mother, our model and reparation, deign to receive the voluntary offering we make of this act of expiation, and by the crowning gift of perseverance, Keep us faithful unto death in our duty and the allegiance we owe to you so that we may all one day come to that happy home where with the Father and the Holy Spirit you live and reign, God, forever and ever. Amen. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, uh, you know, another opportunity we have today is also this evening, for those of you in the St. Louis metro area, um, St. Mary Magdalene and Brentwood will be having First Friday devotions. I'll pull those times up for you. I know Father George Staley is giving a talk tonight, oh. and a wonderful priest. Uh, actually was visiting with him yesterday. He'll, he'll be on the show next week um, talking about the baptism of the Lord and our baptismal promises. So always insightful, and I, I'm sure it will be a wonderful Reflection this evening. We want to let you know that Sunday, first off, Merry Christmas, gentlemen. Yes, uh, Merry, Christmas. Merry Christmas. And uh, we, we've got a couple more days liturgically to say that Sunday is the Feast of the Baptism of the Lord, the end of the liturgical Christmas season. Uh, so make straight the way of the Lord. And as Father Foy has been saying, dudes and dudettes of the people of God, <laughs> uh, join St. John the Baptist for the Polar Plunge tomorrow at Union uh, Veterans Memorial Park in Union, Missouri. For more information on this, the event begins at, I want to say, let's see here, 10 a.m. Uh, registration is 10, or registrations at 10, the plunge is from 10.30 to 11. And all ages 10 and up, cost is $10 per person. Uh, that's a suggested donation. You know, if you want to come plunge, come plunge, right? But there is a, a suggested donation. They'll have T-shirts available for sale. Um, and what a great way to celebrate the, the Feast of the Baptism of the Lord than by jumping into the balmy waters of the, <laughs> the, the at Veterans Memorial Park. I mean, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a little warmer it, it, tomorrow, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, we're supposed to imitate Christ, right? Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I don't think the waters. I think it was warmer in Jerusalem. Yeah. <laughs> in, indeed. Well, let's let's find out what's going on with the weather tomorrow. I think that's that's the best way. We could guess what the weather's going to be, or Mike Roberts could tell us what the weather's going to be, and I vote for that. So let's go to Mike Roberts. As we push toward the weekend, temperatures are going to be warming, but that's going to lead us to a bit of a problem tomorrow morning because we could see some freezing drizzle. Today, it's still cold, partly sunny highs in the low to mid-20s. Tonight, clouds move in and temperatures will still be chilly, but not as chilly with lows in the upper teens. Then Saturday in the morning, freezing drizzle is possible. Any untreated surface could become slippery. This is precipitation that becomes liquid and stays light in the afternoon. Drizzle and showers Saturday afternoon with temperatures getting into the low 40s. And then tomorrow night, showers and a few thunderstorms are possible with lows in the mid to upper 30s. On Sunday, the precip is gone quickly. We'll see clearing skies in the afternoon with a high of 38. Today is the feast day of St. Lucian and Polietto, who were martyrs, and St. Raymond Penafort. 
Born in what is now Northeast Spain in 1175, his family came from royalty. Raymond was a brilliant student, and by the time he was 20, he was teaching philosophy at the University of Bologna, where he would go on to earn doctorates in both civil and canon law. By the time he was in his 30s, he was the chair of canon law. But Raymond felt called to the priesthood, and in his 40s, he joined a new order, the Dominicans, receiving his habit at the age of 47. Working with St. Peter Nolasco, Raymond established a new order, the Mercedarians, whose function was to gain freedom of Christians being held as slaves in Islamic lands. Recognizing the need to learn foreign languages to accomplish this task, Raymond founded the first school dedicated to the sole purpose of teaching Oriental languages. Shortly after, he was summoned to Rome by Pope Gregory IX to be his assistant and confessor. The Holy Father asked him to collect all the decrees from the previous popes and councils over the prior 80 years and organized those. The work resulted in a five-volume set called the Gregorian Decretals, which was in use until 1917. He also wrote a book addressing sins commonly brought to priests during confession. At 60, Raymond was named Bishop of Tarragona, but illness prevented him from holding that position very long. When healthy again, Raymond was elected as the head of the Dominicans succeeding St. Dominic. After reorganizing their constitution, he retired at 65 and then spent the next 35 years opposing heresy, trying to convert the Moors in Spain, and even advancing and convincing Thomas Aquinas's efforts to write against the Gentiles. He died at the age of 100 in 1275. St. Raymond Penyafort, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day. Well, we are back, and as it is the first roundup of the new year, I suppose we should remind ourselves of, of who we are and, and let our listeners know, because maybe we have new listeners. But I'm Adam Wright. You're listening to the uh, the Roadmap Roundup here on Roadmap to Heaven this Friday morning, January 7th. To my left, Gabe Jones. Good morning, yes. sir. Good morning. Happy to be here again. Yeah. Been a while. Uh, St. Raymond of Penafort is not here, but I just want to say, 100 years old Ooh. in the 1200s, that was, that's old back that's then. Impressive. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Dan Vonderhaar to my right. How are you, I'm sir? fantastic, Adam. How are you doing? I, I am well. What's Dan, what's new in 2022? What's, what, what's what, what are you embarking on to grow in holiness this year? So, good question, because uh, you, in, all, in, in full transparency, Adam sent this out on a text last night. Hey, think about this. And I was struggling. I was like, what am I doing? What am I going to do? And so I'm reading this uh, wonderful little book my mother-in-law gave me for Christmas. And one of the reflections in it was to change whenever you think or say mentally only if dot, dot, dot. Only if I had. Only if. Only if. um, Which is two words full of regret. And replace it with next time which is a very solution-focused thought, right? Mm-hmm. Next time I'm in this spot, I'm going to do this. Next, which, which forces you to think of solutions. So, um, so after reading that last night, Adam, that's kind of where I'm starting. Where I'm starting. I'm going to replace only if with next time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Good. All right. Gabe Jones? So I started this last year, actually kind of with the liturgical new year in Advent. I got a book called The Little Office of Baltimore. It's basically the the Divine Office, or the Liturgy of the Hours. Uh, It was created by the 
Plenary Council of Baltimore that created the Baltimore Catechism. It's a manual manual of prayers is what it was called then. Uh, they've republished it now as the Little Office of Baltimore. And it, it is. It's the, the daily hours, right? So um, I've been trying to pray those regularly. Maybe not every one every day, but maybe get up and pray louds or morning prayer or prime, you know, uh, uh, pray Compline or Vespers at night, one of, one of those, you know, night prayer. Uh, maybe something during the day, if, you know. I, like on Christmas, I prayed most of the hours during the day, that kind of thing. Uh, it's just a great way to uh, feel connected to the sort of liturgy of the church, the prayer of the church, to know that I'm praying this stuff and there's some monk somewhere in some monastery praying it as well. Um, and and I think it's cool to be reconnected to the Psalms. You know, like the Psalms are these great, you know, words of praise for our Lord and uh, really formed the backbone of the church. And they come to us kind of from that Jewish heritage, right? And that's where we get the rosary then, is this th- these recitation of the Psalms on a regular basis. And, and the rosary came from that. So it's it's really been a kind of an awakening, if you will, of my spiritual sense of things. Well, that's I think that's wonderful. You yeah. should bring that sometime because yeah. I, I would love yeah, to see I, that. Um, agree. And, and I'm probably not going to wait for you to bring it. I'm probably just going to go gonna order it, it yeah. and, you know, because <laughs> it sounds like a great thing. Um, I, I will say that, you know, last year I was on this big kick that I, I was going to get fit, right? And it wasn't a New Year's resolution. It was like a mid-year resolution. And someone asked me about that in November. I said, what's going on with that? And I said, well, I'll tell you what happened. I got arrogant. And they, they, they said, I'm going to stop you right there, Adam. You didn't get arrogant. You were already. It's not like this was a sudden <laughs> new, a good friend. new development yeah. here. <laughs> You've been arrogant for your whole life. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's pretty true. Um, and I said, well, you know, I was making great progress. I was doing the Peloton. And then I had my wisdom teeth removed. And I couldn't do the Peloton for two weeks because I wasn't taking in enough calories to stay upright if I exerted myself that much and I, I fell off the wagon right and I never got back on because then you know my diet had changed and for like two months I was like hey I lost a lot of weight because sudden change of diet and then my metabolism caught up in October I was like oh well that party's over right and I remember going to the doctor late November um, and he said Adam what's going on with this and I said well doc you know there's been a lot of stress in my life there's been a lot of things I've just been letting, uh, you know, we don't talk spiritual, me and my doctor, but in my heart I knew it's like I'm letting the devil bog me down with discouragement, mm-hmm. right? And I said to him, I said, doctor, the most frustrating thing is I know that when I when I got the blues, the best thing I could do is go jump on the bike. Like the, that exercise produces endorphins that will raise your spirits. And the most frustrating thing is I just can't seem to find the resolve to go get on the bike and he's like well adam i got news for you the only person in control of that is you yeah and so uh actually back in december i started i started back up and uh this year i want to do something with it and you know i want to get outside of myself with it and and do something so uh the other day i i registered for a 5k all right i I hate running gentlemen i hate it i hate to run i don't mind biking i hate running um, but I'm going to run a 5K, not walk a 5K. I'm, I'm going to endeavor to run a it's 5K. Not too bad. April ah, 2nd. Yeah. So I've got, I've April got to, 2nd. I've got to get right. training here. So here's what I'm going to ask you to do, though. I want to get as many people as possible on April 2nd doing something. So I want to dedicate this run for our priests and Thanksgiving for them. You know, that, that we're, we're starting to talk about vocation to the priesthood with James and um, that it's, it's a big yes 
but we can't have our faith without our priests. And uh, and Thanksgiving for the the midnight hospital visits and for getting up, you know, every day to offer mass and for hearing confessions and for the spiritual direction and all of that. So I'm like, I'll run 5,000 meters. I'd love to get 5,000 people praying the rosary. So can I sign you up? April 2nd, will you will you pray a rosary for our priests? I'm uh, Yes, I'm putting it on my calendar right now. All right, Dan Vonderhaar? I, I, I'm in. I'm already jealous. I mean, first thing Gabe did was grab his phone. You could see he was all putting right. it in. So, yeah, 4,998 more people to sign up there. That's the, We're, we're going to make progress one by one here. But that that's the thing. So, um, I, I you know, it, it's going to be a year for that. But Gabe, I want to I'm actually going to jump ahead to question number seven here, and then we'll, we'll take a break. It's real easy to be sitting here saying we're going to do these things, but then the reality is um, sometimes we do get discouraged, and I think that is the, the voice of the devil sometimes in our heads, like, you can't do it. Don't even think about getting back on that bike. You're you're not going to be able to – or you don't even think about being a holy dad or, or anything. Yep. What do you do mm-hmm. when, when uh, as my friend Charlie calls him, old hairy legs comes knocking? <laughs> right. Yeah, well, that's exactly what happens, though, right? Yep. You hear that voice just saying, well, you can't do it. Look, you've already failed. How do you expect to actually be able to accomplish this? Right? Uh, I, you know, everybody, I think, goes through various times of trials and struggles and things. And there was uh, uh, last year, I, I just I felt this kind of overwhelming sort of kind of like that, 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 that I can't do this, I can't accomplish this, whatever. And I remember being in the car and feeling that cloud you know, and I just resolved to say, you know, Jesus, I need you. I need you to be with me and be gone, Satan. And like, I just, I just resolved and said that. And immediately I could just, it just, it, there was just a different feeling. The cloud was gone. Um, was I instantly like perfect all of a sudden? Absolutely not. But it was that kind of like you're talking about the Peloton, right? It's just like, okay. Now I'm going to do this. Now my head is clear enough. Mm-hmm. I can make progress. I've asked Jesus to come into my spiritual life now. I've welcomed him in rather than sort of maybe pushing him to the side, you know, which we do very often. Like, no, Jesus, I can do this myself. And so welcome him in, kick this, you know, kick the devil out and do it with, in Jesus' name and, uh, and then follow through, right? That's, that's, that's a starting point. And then you got to follow through. But it just, it reminds me, you know, that, um, on the St. Benedict Medal, there's the letters, the inscription around the outside of the St. Benedict Medal, and it stands for the first letter of the words in a Latin phrase that basically say, you know, be gone, Satan, drink the poison yourself. And there's a whole story with that. But uh, I think that sometimes we, we need that more. We need to just put our foot down and say, you know, Jesus, I need you right now. Satan, get out of my life. Well, that and more is what we'll be talking about on the Roadmap Roundup today. We're going to take a break here, but when we come back, we're going to delve into some more topics about uh, what, who we are and what we want to be with the new year, and more importantly, practical things we can do to get there. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven. Don't go anywhere. Well, we are back. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven. It's Roadmap Roundup Friday. I'm Adam Wright, joined by Gabe Jones and Dan Vonderhaar. You know, I told you I was going to look this up, and I, I want to get this information out there accurately. So first Friday devotions, uh, as I said, at the, the old cathedral, the one by the Arch, uh, the, the Basilica of St. Louis, King of France, 11.30 a.m. to noon, there will be adoration and benediction and confessions are heard, and then 12.10 is the celebration of Holy Mass. And then this evening at St. Mary Magdalene Church at uh, Brentwood and Manchester is the intersection. 
um, exposition at 4.30, Holy Mass at 5.30. They have confessions during exposition as well. So adoration and confessions at 4.30, Mass at 5.30, and then the reflection by Father Staley afterwards at 6.30. Um, and so that that is a wonderful thing. For more information on this, just go to mostsacredheart.net. It's got information on both of those. And for those of you outside of St. Louis, check your, your local parish bulletin or Whatnot. It's good to know where these things are, and then share them with others. And like, if you know of things, and you're listening in in Southern Missouri or, or Central Illinois, email me. I'd be happy to announce them every first Friday. You can just email me Adam at ourcatholicradio.org. We we cannot get enough of sharing our love for the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of His Blessed Mother. Uh, Dan Vonderhaar, one of the questions we talk about then, you know, when we're doing these things and, and real practical thing, I, you know, I was really impressed because I had a friend recently text me and say, hey, I'm not okay. Can you pray for me mm-hmm. right now? And he's, he said, I recognize it's spiritual attack. And I was like, wow, that's impressive. I wish I had the, uh, the, the gumption to say, hey, here's the situation. Let's roll. And I need help. You know, um, Sometimes who I want to be, as St. Paul says, and who I am might be seeming like two different people. How do we stay guarded against that? What do you What do you do to not just be Dan Vonderhaar, the holy, and Don, Dan Vonderhaar, the eh, not so holy? And mm. I, as long as I don't tell my Gabe Jones and Adam Wright holy friends, yep, yep, not, that, yep, not yep. that we're holy, but well, we hey, try. trying. Praise God for your friend. That is the single most important thing on the front end, right? Um, understand that you're under attack. Understand that something's going on. And have the courage, and I think that's the right word, have the courage to ask for help. Um, I'm, a, I'm a big believer. I think you guys all know I, I had uh, cancer about seven or eight years ago. And one of the lessons that I learned was you've got to let other people help you because that might be grace working in their life to your benefit. And so you can't be afraid to ask for help. And, and that can be as simple as saying, I'm struggling this with this. Will you pray for me? So I love the fact that your friend uh, felt safe enough um, to be able to ask you for that. So if you've never done that, if you've never um, just come and called a buddy and said, hey, I need you to, to pray for me on this, that's a great place to start. I've got, uh, I think I've told you guys, we have a little thing called driveway beer ministry Yeah, that uh, me and two buddies get together and we have very specific intentions that we're praying for, for each other. And then about once a month, uh, we have a beer on somebody's driveway and we just kind of talk about, you know, how it's going and, and where we're at. And it's, it's just been really in, incredibly helpful. But this, this uh, duality that you're talking about, Adam, all of us, struggle with this. You know, I, I've often called it uh, big fat fraud syndrome, you know, that gosh, if anybody else really found out, you know, what I'm really like, that I'm, that I'm not really that guy on the radio all the time, um, they're just going to call me a fraud and they'll be done with me. But it's just not true. Yeah. You know, speaking of endeavoring to be holy, uh, I, one of the things I had to do late last year, I kept getting added to this group text, and it was, you know, all people I get along with and, and friends from the neighborhood and whatnot, but it kept delving into the juvenile humor that's, you know, I'd say eight times out of ten, it was veering off into some rabbit hole that was inappropriate at uh, some level. And my wife called me out on it. She's like, why are you you on that? I'm like, because they're not all iPhone users, and I can't leave it, and i got to either block all their numbers <laughs> And I, so finally, rather than try to like silence the notifications on it or, or just ignore it and delete it, I called them all. And I said, listen, 
I don't want to be on this anymore. You got to take me off this. This is, I, I got some things in life I'm dealing with, and this is not helping. And, uh, you know, so please, please take me off of this. And every one of them is like, hey, I can respect that. And it's been about a month and a half since I've been on the, the group text. And at first, I'm going to be honest, it was terribly difficult. Because I'm like, I wonder what everybody's doing. Because it was also like, mm-hmm. hey, are we gonna are we gonna go hang out uh, Friday night or or whatnot? And just like the pulse on what's going on, um, all happened in that. And I'm like, what am I missing? That fear of missing out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but now on like the far side of a month and a half, I'm like, okay, you know what? Actually, if something's going on, one of the people has the courtesy to say, hey, this is going on just so it's on your radar screen. And uh, I, I I would endeavor to say it's working, and I'm grateful to be off the group text yeah that's great it's yeah well done adam by the yeah way. well and to and to be able to um well thank goodness for your friends too that they recognize yeah. where you were i mean that's that's great and then that's kind of the point i'm trying to make. And it's not like hey look at adam right what he did yeah. it's like you know what if you just be honest with your friends people respect that right yeah yeah people know if, if you're open enough to say whether it's you know the hey i'm struggling or hey i don't want to be bothered by this respectfully you know um I think people are generally, they're okay with people being open. Yeah. Right? We, th- we have too much people, uh, you know, where people are trying to hide things. Mm-hmm. I think I, I, the way I said it was, it's not good for my well-being. And then I kind of developed the ma- mental attitude of, if they don't respect that, that then they get blocked. You know? Yeah. <laughs> then they're blocked. Yeah, but, but what you've also done with that, Adam, is you've given them the courage to do the same in their life. But by leading by example. Yeah. And that's really important. What, the topic we're talking about right now is that unsaid topic that all of us have in the back of our head and leading like you did gives other folks the courage to step up and do the same. Yeah. No, it's, this is the, um, this is kind of the reason why I have taken a step back from social media, right? It's a similar thing, right? There's that fear of missing out that if I'm not on social media, I'm not seeing what's going on. I don't know, whatever I have found. I, I started kind of around advent of, you know, last year, the, the, the new liturgical year and just kind of I deleted Twitter on my phone, the Twitter app. I deleted the Instagram app. Um, I haven't had Facebook for years on my phone, so um, I only check that once in a blue moon. And you know what? My life mm-hmm. hasn't, I'm going to say this wrong. If I say it hasn't been changed or hasn't been different, like that doesn't sound right, but it hasn't been different, right? Not being on social media hasn't made my life miserable. Right? Do I not know a few things in the news? Yeah, there's a couple things I get surprised by. Do I maybe not have some of those interactions on social media? Maybe yeah, Adam keeps t- <laughs> Adam will text me and say, you know, hey, so such and such a thing, and I'm like, what? Like, oh yeah, well on Facebook, I'm like, okay. Well, I don't. I, I I know you're not on it now. I just, yeah. Now I just take screenshots. Now you just take screenshots. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so so you still have those connections. Like, I'm roping you in, Gabe. <laughs> someone will look out for someone you. Someone will look out for you if you really want to have this. Take a step back, or for your well-being, you're not going to engage in something. You know what? You're going to have enough friends out there. They're going to keep yep. you engaged. You know, you're not going to be just a man on an island somewhere. You know what, gentlemen? We talk a lot about detachment. And uh, lately, this has also been a year of detachment this past year for me. Uh, some of it willing, some of it forced. Um, the detachment has really helped with forgiveness of others and bearing wrongs patiently. And mm. uh, I, I got to tell you, the supply chain issues, Dan. I, every time I go to the QT, I, I don't want to get a soda because I don't want the sugar. I love, uh, it's, I forget what brand, um, but it's iced tea, unsweetened iced tea with lemon in it, and it's great, and I can't find it 
anywhere. And I could just get tea and a lemon. Problem solved, but you know. Yeah, well. So <laughs> or, how, how's the detachment from your lemon tea going? Um, it, it's an invitation because usually <laughs> I end up getting something else, and I'm like, oh, I probably shouldn't have gotten that. I should just carry a water bottle around with you me. You know, you can get just the unsweetened go. tea from the fountain. Yeah, and then just a special lemonade in it. That, well, yeah. Arnold mm-hmm. Palmer would have first, something to say first about world that. solution. All right. <laughs> So we're talking about practical things as we start off the new year, and uh, you know, getting out of our own way sometimes can be the hardest thing. Uh, I remember listening to uh, Doctor Is In Doctor Ray here on, on Covenant Network right before the uh, it, it was sometime in the fourth week of Advent, so right before Christmas, and he had like three callers in a row, and the, and the common theme with all all three of these callers was they call in and say, Doctor Ray, I I need to make this hard decision, and I think I know what decision I need to make, but. You know, outcome A would be really good, but but what if outcome B? And what if outcome C? And what if outcome D? And, and E and F? And every time he stopped him, he goes, stop it! You're future projecting. You can't future project. And then in, in, our, uh, in our break here from the show, um, one of the things is John Madden passed away. To my understanding, he was practicing Catholic, by the way. Okay. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know. I don't, I don't know that for sure. But we pray for the repose of the souls of all mm-hmm. the right. departed, uh, praying for the living and the dead. Uh-huh. Um, and, and so, of course, they start with the, the highlight reels. And, and I remember hearing him say at some point, I used to tell my players, don't worry about the horse being blind, just load the wagon. And I thought, Wow. There's a lot packed into that, and we all just write it off as goofy because, like, what do you mean the horse being blind? How often do we do that, Gabe Jones, that we're so worried about all these other things that have nothing to do with pray, yep. go to Mass, love your family and friends, and try to make the world a better place? Pray, hope, and don't worry. Yeah. yeah. Right? That's Padre Pio. Padre Pio and John Madden. Right we say that? <laughs> yeah. Where else are you going to get that? <laughs> There's some duality right there. <laughs> but it's that, it's that idea, right? That, yeah. Don't worry if the horse is blind. Just do what you need to do. What do you need to do? You need to load the wagon. That's right. what John Madden would say. But in our lives, yeah, it's pray. Pray your rosary. Pray with your family. You know, uh, turn off your phones. Turn mm-hmm. off your, your TVs. Like, you know, those are the – don't don't disconnect from your communities. Don't don't ignore your friends, right? But um, there, there are very crucial fundamental things that you need, can do and you can control. Kind of, you know, there's that serenity prayer, right? Lord, grant me the grace to uh, what control the things I can to, control. To I don't remember how it goes. Yeah. To, to not worry about the things I can't control, and to the wisdom to know the difference. You know, um, that that's that's a great spiritual insight. Really, it's, it's kind of a like that Ignatian prayer, right? Take a Lord all my liberty, receive my memory, my understanding, my whole will. Right, everything that I have comes to you. Like that's that's that detachment, that spiritual. So you know, growing up uh, on a, a, a produce farm. Uh, there was no wasted motion, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you were supposed to be doing something all the time. So the, the family saying was, if you were standing around, do something, even yeah. if it's wrong. <laughs> and <laughs> the point was, we're going to make mistakes. So sometimes we fail to start because we don't want what we want to do to not work out, right? Oh, oh I, you know, well, I'm not going to start uh, even trying to go to daily mass because I just know I can't, you know, commit yeah. to every day, you know. And so the the saying in our family was, "Do something, even if it's wrong," and and that starts to give you direction, right? And you'll be able to go, "All right, well, this, you know, this isn't maybe what I thought it might be, but it will lead you to the next thing yep. that you need to do." Yeah, a you tendency know- towards action. Just action is better than inaction. Mm-hmm. You know, Dan, I, I remember when you and I were doing the Marian consecration. Um, I was reading 
parts of seven different books at the same time. So I forget which book this was in and who said this. But, you know, it addressed that. Well, I don't know how to, you know, when I say the rosary, it's not always the most fruitful or, or you know, the, the word they were looking for was consolation. You know, the, the complainer wasn't receiving spiritual consolation mm-hmm. from praying the rosary. It feels like a very ineffective rosary. And the author said, I say no, because even the rosary prayed poorly. You know, like if you're, you're stumbling your way through it, it, you're you're not able to meditate. Uh, you feel like all you're doing is just focusing on it. what words do I say? What bead am I on? That's still time spent in prayer that you would not have spent in prayer. And uh, you know, he he said the person who prays badly, um, not not that their intentions are bad, but just their mm-hmm. their ability to pray is not practiced. Yeah. For an hour a day, still prays more than most people in our world do well, in a day. So, you know, there's that sort of complaint about rosary or, or whatever prayer might be. Oh, I, I don't pray because, you know, I get distracted. I can't focus. I can't meditate. I can't contemplate on that mystery of whatever it I I get, I, I say, even if I'm thinking about the things in my day, what's going on at work, what's going on at home, these sorts of things that are just my, my temporal realities, mm-hmm. right? You know what? I'm still bringing that through prayer even though I'm not sort of maybe consciously, I do get distracted, right? I'm thinking about what I have to do when I get to the office and all that stuff. But even in that moment, by saying the rosary and having these thoughts about what I'm going to do when I get to my desk, I'm bringing that to prayer. I'm bringing that to Mary. I'm saying, you know, help me to be a better person when I get to my desk. So two things on, on that that come to mind, Adam. One, when I'm suffering through that prayer, I literally just offer that suffering up. I'm like, look, I am suffering through this prayer. Mm-hmm. I am not connected. I am I am not focused. And it's getting me frustrated. And this is not the purpose of my prayer, to get frustrated. So I, I literally will say, all right, that's that's what I'm dealing with. I'm labeling that right now. God, that's yours. That is, I, I'm offering that up a, a, as a sacrifice. The other thing that I'll do from time to time is I'll just embrace that distraction. So uh, I'm praying the rosary. I'm going from bead to bead, and my mind is in multiple places. Uh, maybe it's at work. And so I'll say, all right, my mind's at work. Let me start praying for people at work. Right, and I will just start thinking yeah. of names in my head as I move my fingers down the beads, yep. right? And it just brings me back yeah. to whatever decade I'm on. Next thing you know, you're hitting a glory B, yep. and you're kind of back in rhythm, right? Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, that's that's beautiful. That's exactly right. Think of you know the clients you deal with, the empl- fellow coworkers you deal with. Think of your family. Go through each member of your family with each little Hail Mary or whatever. It, yeah, you can still in the distraction find a way to. Pray for people. It's, it's, it's a great invitation for us. And sometimes, um, you know, it helps to go into it knowing like, listen, I'm probably going to be distracted. Mm-hmm. So yeah. let's have a plan for focus. Uh, a recent example, we went to 5 p.m. Mass on Christmas Eve at the, at the Old Cathedral. Bishop Rivetuso had Mass. It was lovely. Um, but being Christmas Eve and, and new to the parish, we, we asked the head usher one day, because I'm an usher, and I said, Frank, what time do I have to get here if I want to if I want to get where we normally sit, you know, not that it's our pew, but if we want to sit where we normally sit, uh, what time? And he's like, don't get here past 4.15. And then I'm like, well, I'm going to be conservative and say, don't get here past 4. So I, I said to Beth, I'm like, here's what we're doing. We're going to pray a rosary before mass. And she's like, that takes 15 minutes. And he said, not with five kids. I bet <laughs> I, we're going to be lucky to get this rosary in. And she's like, 
yeah, you're right, you know, and sure enough, it, that was probably a 50-minute rosary because, like, <laughs> Dad, Dad, I'm, I'm distracted by that. Dad, Dad, why is the Christmas tree up already if, it, if, if it's not Christmas until Mass? And, Dad, why, you know, why is Jesus not in the manger? And, Dad, Dad, and it's like I just, I was clutching those beads, like, all right, you know, welcome each distraction. And each go. one became a prayer of thanksgiving that we're here at Mass together. And, yeah. you know, we wouldn't just get up and walk out of Mass like, oh, I lost my focus for a minute. I'm leaving Mass. You know, yeah. we wouldn't do that. Right. Don't do that in our daily prayer, right? Easy. All right. Yeah. Hey, let's take a uh, let's take a break to get because it's going to be cold today. Moral of the story, it's cold today. Um, let's get that forecast one more time, and then I think it'll, we need some encouragement as well. So Patty Schneier will have an encouragement in this new year for us, too. As we push toward the weekend, temperatures are going to be warming, but that's going to lead us to a bit of a problem tomorrow morning because we could see some freezing drizzle. Today, it's still cold, partly sunny highs in the low to mid-20s. Tonight, clouds move in and temperatures will still be chilly, but not as chilly with lows in the upper teens. Then Saturday in the morning, freezing drizzle is possible any untreated surface could become slippery. This is precipitation that becomes liquid and stays light in the afternoon. Drizzle and showers Saturday afternoon with temperatures getting into the low 40s. And then tomorrow night, showers and a few thunderstorms are possible with lows in the mid to upper 30s. On Sunday, the precip is gone quickly. We'll see clearing skies in the afternoon with a high of 38. We are wrapping up this first week of the new year, and, and that's one out of 52, already gone. But fret not, because here to encourage us is Patty Schneier with another Daily Dose of Encouragement. Hello, Adam and all of our listeners. It's the first week of the year. We're winding it up, but we've been talking about discerning God's will as we begin this new year of holiness in our life and trying to find God's will, search for God's will in the big stuff and the small stuff of everyday life. I started the week with a quote from Father Walter Sizek about the simple truth about God's will. And I'm going to end the week with another quote from Father Walter Sizek. It's from the book, He Leadeth Me, one of my favorite books. And it's about accepting your circumstances as God's will for you today. And this man was in some very, very dire circumstances in a concentration camp in Russia for many, many years and suffered greatly. But he said this, God's will was not hidden somewhere out there in the situations that I found myself. The situations themselves were his will for me. So what he wanted for me was to accept these situations as from his hands, let go of the reins and place myself entirely at his disposal. And he goes on to say, his will for us is the 24 hours of each day, the people, the places, the circumstances he sets before us in this time. So we have to learn to recognize his will in the reality of the situation and then act accordingly. We've got to learn to look at our daily lives, at everything that crosses our path each day with the eyes of God and recognize that he has a goal and a purpose in bringing us into contact with these people, these things, and always striving to do that will, his will, every hour of every day in the situation he places us. So the plain and simple truth is that his will is actually what he wills to send us today in the circumstances, places, and people, and problems that we encounter every day. So if you're in a hospital bed right now, the will for you, for God, is to maybe say hello and be cheerful to every nurse, to every person that walks into the room. If you're right now a mom at home with young kids, that is God's will for you. If you're driving a truck right now, that's God's will for you to be doing your job and to do it well. 
whatever your circumstances are, accept that today as God's will for you. Patty, that's a very necessary reminder for all of us because I know myself, I get caught so many times thinking about being somewhere else or, or looking at someone else's reality and saying, I wish that was my reality today. I wish that's what God was calling me to today. So this is a good one to help keep us grounded. Or also, sometimes we so think that God's will is out there somewhere that we got to find it. It's not. It's right in front of our face. In whatever you're facing today, face it and accept it as God's will for you today. What a great encouragement for us. I look forward to next week together. Well, Gabe Jones, you said something uh, during the break there that I think bears repeating. I, I know it's a, a practical tip you brought up before on the uh, on the show, but we talk about distractions, things that uh, you know. How do going back to that first question? What are our resolutions, and and how do you stick to them? Um, and again, not that we're saying get rid of your phone today. You know, that's not the moral of the story. Although, as someone that went to a, a dumb phone last Lent. And then, unfortunately, the one I bought had a lifespan, quality-wise, <laughs> of about Lent. Um, you know, it lasted that long. 40-day phone. <laughs> it was yeah. a 40-day phone. <laughs> I feel like that's marketable somehow. <laughs> there you Here's go. your 40-day phone. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's a good reminder for us that, you know, that, that we can exercise the, the will to say, I'm going to turn this off, or I'm purposely going to leave this out of these places. So the Gabe Jones method, not 100% foolproof, because you, sometimes you find yourself saying, oh, yeah. I'm breaking the rule. But what is it we in, you endeavor to? Well, and, and I, I will say it's not my rule. I, I got this from Sister Helena Burns, All right, mm-hmm. the daughter of St. Paul. Uh, meals, mass, master bedroom. Meals, no, mass, master bedroom. Keep the phones out. All right. Meals, mass, master bedroom. So, yeah. And again, we're not perfect at it. We'll, we'll, I'll sometimes be at the table with my phone. But if I'm endeavoring, if I have that baseline and I'm endeavoring towards that, I know that's kind of the rule, mm-hmm. then at least I have something to shoot for. Yeah. You know? I have, a, uh, I have a, a colleague I work with. He's a millennial. And um, he, his, his mass attendance hasn't been what he wants it to be. But his pull to mass is he says, look, it's the only hour of my week I don't have my phone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's if that's the reason hey. to get you there, <laughs> let's get him there, you know. That's and it's great. true, you know. You know yeah. No well, phone you know, mass. you said don't you the moral of the story, Adam, like you said, is not to smash your phone and get rid of it. But, you know, like I was listening to Matt Frad the other day in Pints of Aquinas. Like that's he said, you know, get rid of your phone. Like it's it's just you can go down to a, a, a flip phone or whatever. I don't know. Maybe if that's what you're called to do, if you feel like you can really do that, do it. Like yeah. There's nothing wrong. Well, with that. you know, my my friend Noel, she she did something that I've been thinking about because I still have the SIM card from that flip phone. Um, but they they recognized that their phones were becoming problematic, and so they ordered a home phone service through their internet provider. I mean, yeah. it's voice over IP, yeah. but it's actually a phone that plugs into their router, and they're telling all their family and friends if if we're not at work and yeah, you know, you you need to get a hold of us. You know, you're saying well. What do we call? You call the home phone, you know. Yeah. But it doesn't text. It doesn't Facebook. It doesn't Instagram. It doesn't Skype. It doesn't. It, it, it's a phone. Sort of it, like a landline used to do. Yeah, <laughs> you dial ten <laughs> numbers and you hit call. You know, or it rings and you hit answer. Uh, so I'm, I'm thinking about doing that. I'll tell you the other thing because you know I love technology, gentlemen. And this this was something I got last year that I really enjoyed. I bought one of those HomePod Minis because I'm an Apple guy. Um, I, I don't shy away from it. I, I like integrated things. Um, all the things I'm like, well, this is what makes it hard to keep my phone out of my room. It's got an alarm clock on it. 
I can tell it to play the music that I want it to play. It, it syncs up with my computer and my music library. I say, hey, play this song. It plays that song. But when I set the alarm clock with that one, like that's one that's really important that I cannot sleep in or risk hitting snooze. I set the alarm on that because you can't. You, I either have to physically get up out of bed to go to where it's at to turn it off. Or if I'm like, hey, hey, Siri, turn off. The, it doesn't hear me. And I'm mm. like, hey, turn off. And then I'm like, well, now I'm up. No, and, you're and right. so it's half the neighborhood. You know? <laughs> but going to those, those things, it's like, you know, but how do I do without it? You can. You just have to have a plan. So if you need an old school alarm clock to keep your phone out of your bedroom, Get an old school yeah, alarm yep. clock. Yeah, I've Absolutely. got one. Yeah, yep. and it boy, it's it wakes you up. Like it's annoying. <laughs> it wakes my wife up too. Mine is so old school that it does not plug into the wall. Oh, you there you those. go. So you, you got, you got the you know the one line and you rotate it to yep. roughly the time it is. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, because I, I don't I don't like the brightness of all the digital clocks, even the ones that you can dim, right? So I got I got the old old school alarm clock. That, huh. There, you guys didn't know how old I was. That's pretty you? old. I was going to say the first alarm <laughs> clock I had was a plug-in clock, you know, with a face on it, and it had a little orange glow behind it, and all it had was the little dial on the back at the time, the little thing you pulled out to set the alarm, mm-hmm. and then you pop it in to, to turn it off, and then a snooze button on top, and that was it. And it had this little hum, like you would sit there by your bed, and you could hear just kind of the hum of the mechanism working. Turning the hands, you know. Yeah. yeah. Go back, get that thing. Yeah. Get that old clock and utilize it. Well, and while we're on the subject of alarm clocks here, and by the way, Dan, I, you know, earlier I said I thought St. Raymond of Penafort was old, but wind up alarm clock. <laughs> I'm going to live Dan Vonderhart. Dan Vonderhart. <laughs> um, you know, I, I'll say this the heroic moment, as St. Jose Maria Escrivá would say, the, the, you, want a, you want a New Year's uh, resolution that's going to start you out on the right path, get up when the alarm goes off mm-hmm. and, and commit to do it. Because if you do that, you have conquered the first temptation towards uh, you know, physical comfort. <laughs> you know? um, you, you've conquered the first temptation of the yeah. day. Get up when the alarm goes off and, and commit to it. That, that, for me, that might be the hardest thing to do, is well, just to get up when that alarm goes off. Amy cured me of that. Very, very, very quick story. I kept hitting the snooze button starting at 5 a.m., 5.07, Yes, 5:14. I think you told this story and before. <laughs> I finally, I'm about ready to hit it at 5.21, and she rolls over and says, do you think your competitors are still in bed? <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's time okay. <laughs> okay. So, well, yeah. No, so, I yeah. So, yeah. No more snoozes for me. Yeah. Well, but it's such a great point, though, Dan, because, I mean, again, what it comes down to is, are you choosing your own comfort? Because guess what? In this world... Comfort is going to be a fleeting thing. We weren't made for comfort. I think it was Benedict the Sixteenth yeah. that said that we were we were made for, we were greatness. Made for greatness. I thought, was, I thought it was JP too. He probably said it too. And, and you know what? And I bet Saint Raymond of Penafort would be on board with that exactly. idea. You know, and, and and it's not about being lofty. I think as we close out today, by the way, I I, I want to encourage this. Yesterday was Saint Andre Bassett, uh, and I looked him up last night, and he's talking about all these things we're dealing with. You know, here's a guy that had every stumbling block of you're not good enough and you you can't do this because he had health issues and you'll never be healthy enough to do this. Finally, they let him into the religious order and they're like, as as he said, I came 40 years ago. They showed me the door and I've been there ever since because he was the doorman for the for the yep. the uh, the house and um, he changed. His funeral was attended by over a million people. That's how many lives 
he touched. And you should read about him. I wish we had more time to talk about him today, um, but you should read about St. Saint Andre of Bisset uh, or St. Andre Bisset. Yeah, St. Andre Bissett. Read about him. That's your homework today from the Roadmap Roundup. It's a really great thing. So don't forget, uh, First Friday is today. Polar Plunge tomorrow. For those of you that want to make the trek to Union, Missouri, go to ChristPlunge.com. Most SacredHeart.net for all the information on the St. Louis Sacred Heart events that we shared about earlier. The one at Midday downtown and then this evening at St. Mary Magdalene in Brentwood. Um, But that's it. So what a great way to start the new year. It's, make it your first if it's your first first Friday ever first first Friday of the new year first first Friday you might go to it's a lot of firsts yeah you'd have to go till when September right yeah until September mm-hmm. well, well but what if I go on vacation well, listen don't worry about the horse being blind that's right slow the wagon, slow the wagon. Yep. all right let's pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit Amen all glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning is now and ever shall be world without end. Amen. St. Joseph, terror of demons. Pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. That's a great holdover from the year of St. Joseph, invoking him at the end of our show. I love it. All right. Well, next week on the show, we're back Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So join us. We're going to be talking about the baptism of the Lord. We're going to be talking about ordinary time. Spoiler alert, there's nothing ordinary about it. It's a great opportunity for us and we'll be back with a roadmap roundup next friday until then whether it's detachment or the heroic moment or getting rid of your phone uh, i want to wish you all the best in your new year's resolutions if they help you to grow in holiness but until next time for covenant network i'm adam wright i'm gabe jones i'm dan vonderhaar you have been listening to roadmap to heaven pray your rosary today